0: Hi, I'm Rob Barron from Maple Hill Farm in beautiful Rushville, Illinois. You're listening to 1590 WCGO, Chicago Smart Talk. The Mike Nowak Show starts in 3, 2,
1: 1. I wonder, for the non-viewer or non-hobbyist looking in at Parnell, if you could tell us a little bit uh, about your collection. I'd be happy to, Ray. Sure. My collection consists of odd-shaped fruit and vegetables. I've uh, traveled all over the country to assemble uh, the classic items that I have here tonight. Whenever I see a story in the paper about someone who's raised a Hubbard squash in the shape of an elephant, I hop on a plane and fly out and dicker with them to get the item for my collection. And, uh... I assume that uh, you have some of the more prized specimens here in these uh, paper sacks. Yes, I do. For instance, this bag here tells me that inside is a cluster of five carrots grown from a single seed and attached at the top. (laughs) I bought that from an old gentleman in Minnesota in 1974, and I paid $3.25 for it. Well, that's... uh... Pretty good price to pay, I guess. Uh, Five carats connected together, grown from a single seed. I think so. The old gentleman uh, needed money, so he parted with it cheap. uh... Of course, I had to fly from my home in Florida to Minneapolis, and that was about four hundred dollars. So this figure—that doesn't really mean uh, what that item is worth. Well, you have to figure in your your airfare.
2: Live from a cul-de-sac somewhere in Evanston, Illinois. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. 20 years and counting as Chicago's go-to deep green gardening and environment program. Heard every Sunday morning on Chicago's Smart Talk.
3: Good planets are hard to find, temperate zones and tropic climbs, and true currents and thriving seas. Wind blowing, it's breathing trees. Strong ozone and safe sunshine, whoa. Good planets are hard to find. Good planets are in the main...
2: Your questions, comments, and participation and are always sand. welcome. At 847...
3: A new secure line has been opened for communication. 877-711-5611. Now back to American Radio Broadcast.
2: On Facebook and Instagram at the Mike Novak Show and at Mike Now on Twitter. And here they are. She's lean and he's green. Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak.
3: Good planets are in the main
4: Hey, welcome to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. No, we're not here in a cul-de-sac. We're on the main drag the main drag of uh, evanston illinois and uh just south of maine we're at the custer fair which is an iconic fair in evanston since night no it's not kevin 47 47. oh kevin's looking at me like you want to hear iconic 47 i was going to say 1972 uh, was was the first year because uh, I've been online. We had a banner down, but uh, we got um, Sonar we on Mike's the job with the zip is. line there so that sucker doesn't blow down again. We're live on Facebook. Um, and, live, live, live. And the gnats have arrived. <laughs> can, can you believe that? So, there?
5: Rick Moscovich, if you're out there, we really need some cedar oil. Exactly. Rick, I cannot believe, well, here's the deal. And the train's going by.
4: I didn't think I would need cedar oil today. But Rick Moskowitz, uh, if you if you are within the sound of our voice and you want to come in and bring some of that stuff, oh, and thank you for the dingers. We even got those uh, out here. Uh, we rem- remembered that. Uh, thanks, Ellie. Uh, we've even we've got we got an Ellie sighting here. We've got a Tom Klitsky sighting. From Nature's Perspective Landscaping, we'll be talking landscaping and other stuff going on. Well, We're going to talk about why your viburnums are dying, okay, (laughs) or not. We don't know. Um, uh, And I want to thank our crew here, Kevin and Sonar. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Now, are are we going to give away stuff? Did they spin the wheel? Folks come and and, and what did they win, Kev?
6: We've got gift certificates to Firehouse Grill. We've got gift certificates to Dempster Car Wash. Uh, My card needs movie that. tickets I mean, we uh, can give away. Win one. Uh, pens, stickers, all sorts of stuff. Uh, books by Dave Ramsey. Uh, WCGO, the exclusive home of the Dave Ramsey Show in Chicago, 1 to 4 o'clock uh, Monday through Friday. And, uh, yeah, we've got a ton of stuff. We want everybody to come down and get it all. Spin the prize wheel, win it, so I don't have to take it back to the station because this stuff's heavy. <laughs> so everybody come down and get something. So there you go. It's
4: it's all here. Come on down to the 1590 WCGO booth at Custer Fair. And I want to uh, shout out to our sponsors today. Uh, our sponsors are Fast Signs of Lincoln Wood, which is the official signage provider of 1590 WCGO. Firehouse Grill, which is uh, just down the block here. First Northern Credit Union, Sketchbrook brewing company which is uh, right here as well right there as sonar's pointing uh you can you can you could you could lurch from our booth over <laughs> to sketchbook as opposed
5: through. to lurching from sketchbook to our booth
4: well you might do that too i don't know I, I, if you are then you're not driving okay <laughs> uh cinemark century 12 of evanston is also a sponsor and they're all sponsors of the 2018 custer fair and we are on the main dempster mile that's what they call this here uh just so uh you know so uh we've got uh we're gonna break here and when we come back we're gonna start our discussion and by the way you can still call us today uh, if you want, at 877 711 5611. If you got questions, because we got one of those smart people sitting here right with us now, and that's Tom Klitsky, who's the uh, co owner and co founder of Nature's Perspective Landscaping Inc., and he's based right in Evanston. Do you get the connection? There's the connection. He's right here. So he he had to walk here. Um, uh, So welcome to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Molecki live from the Custer Fair in Evanston. We got a lot going on. Stick around till 11 a.m. We hope you join us. From boat
5: to doorstep.
4: Admit it, you've been itching to get a pond in your backyard complete with the living art that we call koi and goldfish. Join Mike and Peggy at the 26th annual Koi Show at the Max in McCook, Illinois on June 22nd through 24th. Learn from the pros from the Midwest Pond and Koi Society. The exhibits and seminars are free. Then join their 2018 Garden and Pond Tour for two weekends at the end of July, covering the entire Chicago area. Go to mpks.org.
5: Did you grow an award-winning garden last year? Yes. But did you receive an award for it? No? Well, then you didn't enter the Chicago Excellence in Gardening Awards competition when 46 great gardens from 26 city wards were honored. But fear not, Chicago gardeners. We're doing it again this year, starting right now. And we want you to enter your garden. Go to ChicagoGardeningAwards.org and fill out an application. It's free, and your garden might be recognized as one of the best in the city. We're looking for ornamental, vegetable, container, and specialized gardens, such as green roofs, walls, and rain gardens, community gardens, and new this year, urban farms. You have until June 20th to register. And did I mention it's free and presented in part by the Mike Novak Show, Natural Awakening Chicago, and some other pretty great organizations? Go to Chicago Excellence in Gardening Awards on Facebook or ChicagoGardeningAwards.org and get your garden in the game.
0: Catch Playtime with Bill Turk and Carrie Kendall every Sunday from 1 to 3 p.m. right here on
7: 1590 WCGO.
4: Joe with Peggy Malecki, and yeah, it's kind of a blister
5: in the sun. Not yet, not yet, because it's still cool. And we're not in the sun. We're ish, nice and shaded.
4: Cool-ish here. Uh, just so folks know, um, if if you have respiratory problems, uh, you should probably take it real easy today and tomorrow. Uh, we'll have Rick DeMaio, our meteorologist, on board. He's going to come by a little early in the 10 o'clock hour, around 10.30 or so. Uh, and, w- and we'll talk about that. But it's, uh, I believe it's a what an ozone action day or it's a, a air quality day, whatever they call that thing.
5: It's a stay inside day if, yeah, if, if, if you're having uh, trouble breathing or other we'll, issues. We'll look that up. In
4: fact, uh, we need to find the ex- what exactly they call it. But I'm not a meteorologist. Um, and uh, But uh, we know it's going to be in the mid-90s today, probably tomorrow. Um, and then things uh, cool off a little bit. We get a little rain through here. Uh, but... Uh, If you want to have some fun and take it easy, come to the Custer Fair in Evanston, Illinois. Tom, I'm going to have you pick up that microphone. That's yours. And the guy sitting next to me, if you're looking at us live on Facebook, is Tom Klitsky, the president, CEO, co-owner, and co-founder of Nature's Perspective Landscaping, Inc. Welcome back to the show, Tom. Thank
7: you for having me back.
4: Okay, you're going to have to hold that right up there. Thank you for having me back. Think you think of yourself as a rock star no that was good actually the way you did that <laughs> careful yeah. he, he,
5: he could be a hidden rock star I there. know
4: he might be and uh, Tom welcome back to the show you were with us uh, last year and and uh, we, we talked about various issues um, let me just ask you uh, starting off here what are you seeing in the spring it's been a slow spring uh in a in a lot of ways and now, now now here we are 90 plus uh in the middle of june which is unusual as well um tell me what you saw and how do you uh see this affecting the, some of the landscapes that you put in and you're shaking your head that, that can't be a good
7: thing yeah every year is the same but every year is different right and this year was a uh, one that has lots and lots of rain way more than usual everything's slow about a week behind even today we're still behind
4: well, I had uh, earlier in the season a cornice mass mm-hmm. in my yard that Cornelian was a tree. month yep. behind where mm-hmm. it was last year. A month, a full month behind in bloom. I mean, I know, and, and, and a, the reason I know uh, is yep, because it I took a photo last year and I had the date on I took a yeah. photo this year at exactly the same period yeah. of the bloom, and it was a month later.
7: Yeah. Those things happen, and every Mother Nature can accommodate it all. That's great, but it's, uh, it's hard for us humans to adjust. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Mother Nature doesn't have a problem with that at all. Not you at say. all. That, nope. uh, so you don't, looking at it from let, let's say the um, oh the agronomist or the horticulturist point of view, you just say, oh well, that's what's going to happen. But from the human point of view, is where people get a little wacky, huh?
7: They do. And even
4: what? Like, what? Well, so what are you hearing well, from your clients this year?
7: Yeah, there be water well, just on the other side of things. uh People that are bird watchers, the ant- the birds came before the the uh, insects were here to eat, mm-hmm. and so they're kind of hanging around and not leaving. So they had lots of bird sighting.
4: Okay, you got it. you. I'm, I'm sorry, you just can't drift the microphone. Yeah. Sorry. sorry.
7: So that's on that on that level, but people get used to it, and you just have to <coughs> roll with it. That's all you can do.
4: Yeah. Uh, one of the things that uh, has come up, and I know that you and Peggy have. A short conversation the mm-hmm. other day, and it's something that, all right, one of the things I'm going to tell folks about, there's a couple of great reports that you can get, and and I'm sure that pretty much every state in the union has these. Uh, in Illinois and in the Midwest, what I would suggest you check out is the Plant Health Care Report. That's the uh, scouting report mm-hmm. of the Mor- Morton Arboretum, and you can find that just by going online uh, to the Morton, uh, mortonarb.org website. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finding that, and then there's the
5: uh, Illinois the, Plant the Health. Yeah, the right. Home Yard and Garden Pest Newsletter from Cooperative Extension Service out of Champaign,
7: Urbana. Uh, yeah, like I, I didn't think they
4: called it cooperative anymore. I thought yeah. I thought it was just Extension C. Well, several maybe years they, ago, they they perhaps
5: it. they never changed their masthead. Yeah. But.
4: Uh, you know what? Did you get that from uh, Mr. Skeet by any chance? N- no,
5: that's uh, direct. Direct from them. Yep. Okay. Because I was, I was almost yep. – because
4: I know a number of states have dropped the cooperative because they don't want to cooperate with anybody. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No. But they just have – now they, a lot of places they just call it extension service right, uh, yeah. out of the uh, yeah. land-grant colleges yes. uh, around the country. Yes. Uh, so these are two great ways. So if you uh, – your own uh, land-grant college is probably going to have this kind of a report if you're not in Illinois, if you're anywhere uh, pretty much in the country – uh, but you can find out great things, great things even from uh, a local one. I mean, I, I go to Cornell all the time to look up stuff, and they're uh, uh, <laughs> obviously not in Illinois. Um, and but the Plant Health Care Report at the Morton Arboretum um, had a thing. Had this for the last couple of years, actually, they've been warning about something called Viburnum Leaf Beetle, and they tag it as a serious problem uh would you like to talk a little bit about that have you encountered it uh, tom
7: we encountered a little bit last but this year nearly every property we serve has this problem wow. and it's widespread and some people have really relied on this plant to the screening plant particularly the arrowwood viburnum and uh, to a lesser degree the cranberry bush viburnum
4: uh-huh.
7: uh, those are the ones of the favorite pests according to cornell as well they've had like 25 years of experience out there yeah that uh this has been going on and now people are able to replant viburnums there because the insects that prey on viburnum leaf beetle have made it there. And there's not as much uh, source of uh, plant material for them to work over.
4: Well, this is... is, And I find this really fascinating because I'll bet, Tom, that you talk to landowners, uh, homeowners all the time who have no idea what a viburnum is. And yet, when I was... Cutting my teeth on this mm-hmm. 20 years ago, viburnum was the great plant. Everybody needed to have viburnums in their backyard. And there are some natives. Yeah. There are some natives. You talked about arrowwood. Right. That's one of the native viburnums. Um, and that's unfortunate that it's one of the chief, <laughs> chief uh, foods. Yeah, one of the highly a, susceptible yeah, ones. Yeah, to, to, uh, to uh, viburnum leaf beetle. Uh, but there are all kinds of uh, – I have uh, one in my front yard in spice. Which, it's not native, but I sure love the blooms in the spring. It's yeah. gorgeous, and it just wafts that right into the front door, and, and that's one of the mm-hmm. reasons you grow those.
7: That's one of our favorite ones to use for that purpose. Yeah. And you use that one if you've got a shaded situation. If you have a sunny one, you can probably go with a dwarf lilac.
4: Right. Dwarf. Although, I, okay, here's something I discovered about a dwarf lilac. Um You put them in the right place, they're not so dwarf. You you think that a dwarf, I I planted a dwarf lilac, and I thought it was going to be like three feet tall. Well, when it got to seven feet tall, I said, okay, I'm going to fix you. And what I did is I dug it out of the ground, and I slammed it into a container, a big old galvanized container. Um, And I have had it in there probably for 15 years, and now it never gets above three feet tall. Uh, one of the things I've discovered about shrubs in backyards, and this you know, this applies to, to, to rooftop gardens and places where you have a limited amount of area and, and you want to keep plants to smaller, one of the things you can do is put them in a container because then it, it, it forces them to
7: adapt. Mm, they'll be size controlled, you bet.
4: Yeah, but the thing I found out about this uh, Korean spice, I'm sorry, the, not Korean, the uh, lilac, the, the, lilac, the uh, dwarf lilac,
6: I don't have to I –
4: don't, I don't do anything. I don't fertilize it. I water it a little bit. I've maybe added soil to the pot once. Um, it doesn't seem to care. I don't know what that's all about. And it continues to bloom reliably.
7: They're just tough plants. They're from, <laughs> they're, from they're from Eurasia, is the derivation, so they're climatically adapted. So that's how they – the right zone, right place.
4: Uh, but getting back to the viburnum leaf beetle, okay, it's uh, for those of you – okay, if you're – it's it's been progressing west it uh, showed up in the eastern states in the early 1990s um and it's relatively new here in the midwest so that's why you've been hearing about right. it the last few yes. years right yes so and as you say time you're just starting to really see it this year
7: right? yeah we uh last year we monitored it we had two places where it was a problem but now we've had it almost 100 places I mean, A hundred? What? Really? We take care of yeah.
4: Now, have you had it so seriously <laughs> that you feel like you've had to take out plants?
7: Uh, so far, the the progression has been. Some people say, yeah, the plant looked terrible. I'm just going to take it out. And others said, well, what do, what can you do? And the other one is to treat the, to kill the insects as larvae before they become adults. They'll come back and eat the leaves when they are adults later on the summer. But uh, most people are. What can you do just to to put this in its place? Stop the skeletonizing of the leaf because that's what happens. That's how you can see. That's the first thing you see is the. It's the
4: skele- It's it's kind of the way um, Japanese, Japanese beetle beetles
7: <laughs> looks like Japanese beetle damage. That's does it work? really.
4: All right, yeah. and a Japanese beetle I assume does not feast on viburnum. No, no. All right, so we've got this this uh, this insect the the viburnum leaf beetle. And I want to get back to a point I was trying to make earlier, and, you know, I'm highly distractible, and sometimes I get back around to things, and sometimes I don't. But in this case, I am betting that a lot of people don't even know they have a viburnum in their yard when they, they have, have no, it.
7: No idea. No, no, idea.
4: No, no idea. no
5: idea. Okay. So but, no clue. But First. if they're seeing leaves that are all lacy and chewed yep. up, it's probably a viburnum? So
4: that's a clue. That yes. This, yep. You know, in, the, in, in, in 2018... Uh, from the East Coast to the, at <laughs> least to the Midwest yes. now, we're starting to see this. And you folks west of us, you're going to get this too. This is the way these things work. It work with Gypsy Moth. With uh, Emerald ash borer was a little bit different because of the hot spot was Michigan, yep. and it radiated out from Michigan and, and southern Ontario. Uh, but these things, they end up migrating across the country, and then suddenly uh, everybody's got them. Yep. And then you got to deal with them. Uh, Japanese beetle, same way. Mm-hmm. And we bring them in uh, to uh, uh, our, our country, usually like in crates, uh, on plant material, seaports, and just, See, you know, and it's because what we want to do is have the latest, greatest new plant, and we don't inspect them properly.
7: Yeah, this is so disappointing. Being a, a native plant that is uh, exposed to this, and it's if this was a workhorse plant for us, and we're talking about arrowwood Yeah, we've never the arrowwoods,
5: European cranberry bush, yeah. some of the
7: big yeah, ones.
4: Yeah, uh, so, the highly susceptible plants are Aero, uh, dentatum. Viburnum dentatum, which is Arrowwood Viburnum. Uh, possum haw. Smooth wither rod viburnum. <laughs> Nobody's going to know what that European is.
5: European cranberry bush viburnum. Uh, um,
4: the uh, American cranberry bush viburnum. Those are all highly susceptible. So Chinese
5: viburnum, Taiwanese viburnum, and raffinesque viburnum.
7: So what do these all share in, in the same kind of um, morphology? How do they look the same? Because the beetle doesn't recognize things, but they like things that they're familiar with, and so they like to see smooth leaves. The hairier-leaved viburnums are not attractive for oh, them. Oh,
6: mm-hmm.
4: well, there you go. That's a so really there's good an opposite.
7: There's a change. That and you you're
4: right, do. because the Korean Spice I have has a very mm-hmm. hairy, very fuzzy, yeah, fuzzy leaf, and so the needle yeah. doesn't like that as much.
7: Yeah, yeah.
5: Korean Spice, uh, Birkwood, Double File, Jud, Lena. Lanetana phylum and leather leaf.
7: Right, yeah. That's that would be Mohican most likely, but people would know it as Mohican viburnum.
4: And those are the ones that are resistant. Yeah. So yeah. if you've got those in your yard, you're going to uh, probably be okay. So there's only one generation per year, a little bit of entomology here. There's only one generation per year, the insect overwinters and eggs on the, in the tips of twigs of most host plants. The new larvae will start to hatch out around mid-May. And this is from uh, the Morton Arboretum. Uh, Larvae uh, start to hatch out around mid-May in most years and will move to the new leaves to feed. The larvae will go through three instars growing as they molt. They will skeletonize the leaves, as we mentioned earlier, eating the tissue between the veins. The amount of feeding on susceptible species can be very damaging. So what have you been, how have you been treating this?
7: So there's uh, two different ways. One is if you're... uh in an active way of, of uh, preventing would be to use a soil drench. And most of this stuff is done by arborists or other companies rather than yourselves. And the other one is to just use a topical spray and spray underside of the leaves with a co- any most any common insecticide that will kill um, caterpillars. So there's lots of different choices of that type of material to use, but you just have to make sure you get under the leaf because if you put it on the top of the leaf, it's not going to kill those little... Worm like insects that are on the bottom. All
4: right. Now, there's also cultural controls. And I will tell you, the main cultural control is don't plant the susceptible viburnum. I mean, if you've already got the beetle. Avoidance. Yep. Right. Um, I say that with Japanese beetle because people say to me, well, what do I do for Japanese beetles? Don't plant roses. Don't plant roses! I'm so glad you said that. I mean, you say that, and yeah. people look at you like, like you're... crazy. Yeah. Uh, are you, that's heresy. Mm-hmm. Not plant a rose? Well, you know, if you've got 12 of them, maybe have one, all right? Mm-hmm. And then you're not going to have as much of an issue. Um, there's,
5: yeah, there's another note here that says uh, the most damage on any of the species are when they're grown in the shade. So probably don't grow the other in the thing. shade. Well,
4: you don't want to stress out the yeah. plant, and that's that's the same with any insect with a disease if you're if it's not in the optimum growing conditions gr- growing it's condition, going to be more yeah.
7: susceptible and more mm-hmm. probably more damage because it can't recover as quickly so if you're you're
4: try see and what this is also what people do is they try to get away with this stuff you know it's like i got a rose yeah i know it or a lilac i know it needs full sun it's getting i'm giving it oh i'm giving it at least an hour and a half of sun it should be fine right and, it's got plenty of air circulation yeah. yeah yeah it's right up against the house but yeah what, what could possibly go wrong right uh, so you know, first thing is don't cheat if you want. You know, especially in in a situation where you you've got an invasion of these these insects. Uh, and second is you can do the, the kind of controls that we were just talking about. Um, uh, and, uh, and 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 actually, the Morton Arboretum says you can also do um, is remove and destroy the twigs that bear the eggs. Now this requires some observation, and what I've discovered is uh, I'll be really honest with you folks. You don't look at your plants. You don't care. You don't really go out and check them out. Um, and that's unfortunate because this is how you find out about uh, nature and you and how to grow things well. Um, all right. Uh, we're going to take a break here. Tom Klitsky is sitting next to us. Now, I, I promised we'd... we'd get away from the viburnum leaf beetle a little bit i'm going to talk about other things going on in the midwest uh, this weird weird spring we're live today from the custer fair in evanston illinois it's the mike novak show with peggy malecki tom klitsky will be back with us when we return and we hope you join us for that
5: this is peggy when i speak at local events people often ask me aren't you the peggy in natural awakenings ads and that makes me happy because it reminds me that chicagoans want to lead healthier lives a natural awakenings magazine helps them do just that natural awakenings is the greenest healthiest magazine in the chicago area each month we bring you the latest information about health and wellness complementary medicine fitness and exercise raising healthy kids and even keeping your pets healthy You'll find articles about healthy homes, too, including gardening, energy efficiency, and green living. And if you love good food, you'll always find tasty recipes and healthy cooking hints. Check out our monthly calendar. It's full of events to keep you connected. Natural Awakenings is available in more than 1,100 locations throughout the city, as well as suburban Cook, Lake, and McHenry counties. And it's free. Or visit us at nashicago.com. Natural Awakenings. Feel good. Live simply. Laugh more.
6: You're listening to Weekends on WCGO. Check out our Facebook live stream brought to you in part by our exclusive signage partner, Fast Signs of Lincolnwood. Located at 3450 West Devon Avenue. Visit them on the web at fastsigns.com slash 80.
4: Exactly what we're talking about here, and and I can't tell you it's 9 a.m. Well, 9 something, 9:34 a.m. and I, and I'm swiping away gnats. I mean, how, <laughs> how, at least they're not mosquitoes, so I'm 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 glad that's a that, that's the case. Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki live from the Custer Fair in Evanston, Illinois. We're on the Main Dempster Mile. We're just south of Chicago. I'm sorry, we're on Chicago, just south of Maine. And uh, you should come by. Our sponsors include Fast Signs of Lincolnwood, Firehouse Grill, First Northern Credit Union, Sketchbook Brewing Company, Cinemark Century 12 of Evanston, and standing next to us is uh, Chip France. Oh, hold on. He's got a, um there we go. Yeah, my name
0: is Chip France, and I'm from Belvedere, Illinois.
4: And he brought these lovely medallions uh, made of wood. That that. Uh, oh, where did the camera go? Did it just? Dis-
0: yeah, they're, las- oh, they're laser. Oh, are cut with a
4: laser. He cut these with a laser, and they're like your business card. What kind of wood is this? It's a Baltic birch. A Baltic hmm. A Baltic birch? Baltic birch.
0: Okay, why Baltic birch? Actually, I think it, it comes from Russia. I think, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> I actually do.
4: Da, bonnie uh so uh you you and you carve these out with a laser and how many of these do you make each year that's what we, i want we to know.
0: do thousands uh we get good business because of that because it's a very unique business card it's not your average business card people uh, keep that they don't throw that away
4: i'm thinking the mike novak show might need mm-hmm. to have uh something like this kid now can you use trees that are say uh an ash tree that is has had to be cut down because of emerald ash borer or something like that too. Sure,
0: it could be done out of any wood. So it could boot.
4: be reused lo- wood. Oh yeah. yeah,
0: and sustainable
4: wood too. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. I mean that's what I'm looking at here. Oh yeah, that's what we do. So you were in in the business for a while. We did
0: landscaping for almost forty years. Yeah. Wow.
4: So why did you get out of it?
0: Uh, the knees aren't doing t- <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, You know, it's ru- it's rough pr- profession. It's a great profession. It's creeping outside all the time. It's yeah. Just, it's rough on the
4: body. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It is tough. It's hard work. Uh, and I'm not going to get into the whole immigration thing right now. That's a whole other Yeah, that's a whole other thing. Pr- yeah, thing. And pretty soon we're not going to have any landscaping in this country because uh, we keep kicking people out. In uh, arresting them, uh, and it's just stupid. But uh, I won't get started on that. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for stopping by. Ah, thank you. And you, you know, left, just... and I've got your card, I've got your calling card. You're going to hear from me, Did dude.
0: He get hey, it. I appreciate Did it. You know, it at the WCG booth, we G-O do exotic. Uh, oh, yeah, what's the booth? It's uh, right over here. We do uh, jewelry out of exotic wood. We inlay turquoise, mother of pearl, shell Shelf, New Zealand. Cool. Uh, make jewelry boxes. We do a lot of different stuff. And the name of the
4: booth, again, it is, is
0: uh, Sunset Hill LC for laser craft.
4: Okay, here at the Custer Fair, and he's just kitty corner from us, right here on Chicago. So I'm going to wander over there after the hey, show. You,
0: you got a nice pendant. You come see our pendants. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate it. All all right. Right. Have a good
4: day. You too. Thanks, Jeff. Just hand that over. to t- oh, Tom's got his own, and we're back on, with uh, Tom Klitsky who's uh, from Nature's Perspective Landscaping. So there's all kinds of people in the biz. And and he's right though it's it's really hard work isn't it?
7: It is. We've uh, we're in our 39th year and it gets harder each year. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I wonder why that is. You know, is our business supposed to get easier as you do
7: them? You would think so, but uh, the, the we always talk about the slow the slow people get eaten, so you can't be slow. Well, you have to adapt. Okay, that's
4: a really good point. I want I want to uh, address that for a second because. Uh, I've been doing this a long time. I've been doing this for about 21 years, and I believe me, I know a lot of landscapers. I have worked with landscapers. I have had them toss me a dozen flats of impatience and say, "Slam them in the ground," and it's just me. Yeah. Um, and the people who uh, get rewarded are the ones who work fast, and 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 that you still need to do it right. But Rick. you know, but it's backbreaking work, and you and and usually you're. Or, or, I wouldn't say usually, but I say often you're alone. It's just you and a flat of something uh, and a shovel or a trowel or something, and there you go, and you're putting it in. So um, what I hear from homeowners is, ah, or their attitude is, ah, it's just plants. You know, there are people like you who have studied to do this. There are people who work really hard for you yeah. um, to, to make sure that the things get put in right. Uh, would you like to address that at all, Tom?
7: All right, well, some people have an appreciation, and they want to do those things. And when they can't, their knees knees give out, like the fellow here, or can't crouch down, well, that's where we can help them do that same thing. But they have to have an appreciation for it. If they don't, they're not going to plant it.
4: Yeah, you know, I always I make fun of some people who, who like, will order um, a landscape design, and uh, I don't know that anybody's actually done this, but my joke is when they come to the uh, designer and say, uh, I, I love it. Can I use half of it and pay for half? You know, and that's kind of the attitude. I don't think yeah, there's.
5: Can, can we scale it down?
7: Can, can, yeah. we, can we do half a painting? Exactly. And I don't. Can I just
4: and,
5: put in one shrub.
4: And, and I just try to get across to people about landscaping is that it is real work. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me use an example. Your plumber. You wouldn't say, ah, it's just plumbing. No, most of you don't want to touch that. They, you don't want sure. to deal with it because you know it's going to explode all over your kitchen yep. or all over your bathroom. Uh, and yet, you'll go out in your yard, you'll screw it up, you'll, you'll plant a, put a tree in too deep, or you will uh, not amend the soil properly and everything dies, and you just wasted yep. a whole bunch of money yourself.
7: Lots of experiments out there, and a lot of them fail. Well, what? Pe- yeah. People are not rewarded when it fails, but if you know what you're failing on then you can change it, but you yeah. have to realize that.
5: Well, I was going to say, why is that? Why do you think that it's just, it, it continues to be, no matter what the marketing is in landscape industry, no matter how much landscape contracting associations try to change the image, it doesn't change, or it's slow to change.
7: I think that you know that people consider, you know, in a casual way, they think, well, this is just decorating. Mm-hmm. It's no different than painting your house or painting your 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 rooms in your house or decorating. And you get a chance all over. The plants don't cost you that much. Hey, I can go out and get something new. And that's how they think about it. They, it never rises to that level of, gee, I, I didn't really consider that it's a light, a water, a sun. It's alive. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's dynamic. And mo- a,
5: a tree is a living changes. thing. Oh, yeah.
7: I never realized it never would get that big.
3: <laughs> well, when did, when did
7: you look at, at the plant on a mature one? Did you go to the botanic garden and see what mm-hmm. they look like? Did you walk around and see other ones just like it? Be, people have no idea what the baby plant looked like versus the mature plant.
5: None. The, the, the plant that they put next to their front door three yeah. years from now is going to eat the front door. Well, no. usually ten years from
4: now uh, because what happens is they'll just kind of sit there for a second, then all of a sudden they take off. And then they're huge, and that's why you hire a, a professional landscaper, folks. Um, and if you want to hire Tom Klitsky, you go to nature'sperspective.com. In the uh, do you work outside of Evanston? Oh, yes. yes. Okay, so you're in, in in the entire area. Yeah,
7: ten miles either way. Okay,
4: I I, I have Along to keep asking you. No, I know. Ten you, miles. You, ten
7: <laughs> you, miles. You are a rock star. You're <laughs> like, uh, yeah. all over the place with yeah, that sorry. microphone. <laughs> it's okay.
4: <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, so. Uh we were going to talk about a, a, a few other things before uh we go.
5: Um you wanted to bring up bindweed. Well, bindweed it seems to be one of the other big problems right now and I've been reading actually a lot of people posting on Facebook as well that they're having bindweed problems. What is bindweed?
7: Well, bindweed is a a plant in the um morning glory family, so it twists and twines as it goes up most people have experience with morning glories from seed mm-hmm. but it just twists and climbs and eventually can girdle plants as it grows and it's it's one of these real hard ones to get rid of because you can't just pull it out because it's got these underground stems that are just terrible so farmers have a hard time with this in their fields as well so um, what do you do when you approach uh
4: <laughs> and i'm tried i'm sorry yeah. to put you on the spot so here, Tom.
7: you have to you have to uh um, recognize it first and then say, what can I do to isolate it from other plants so it won't get on other plants? And uh-huh. then possibly kill it in place using some kind of herbicide to spray it while it is still in leaf. And Because you you want, it, you want
4: it to suck down the poison into yes, the root system.
7: Yep, yep. You can't just cover it up. You can't just cut it off. People do that all the time, and it still keeps coming back. Oh, yeah. And, and even if you pull it,
4: uh, if you leave some of the root in there, it's going to come back. Now, I will. You, you said it's in the morning glory family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am no fan, I mean, okay, let me, this is difficult,
7: morning glories are beautiful. Yep.
4: Uh, but if you let them go to seed, you're, they're everywhere, you're screwed. Okay, yep. that's basically the, the, the truth on that.
7: Most people see these plants, uh, in bloom, they're white when they flower, and oftentimes you'll see well, them on fence I rows. Of, I think of, the, uh, the, 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 purple the
3: blue ones. and purple and yes, black in, ones. Yes, in the yeah. morning glories, but in yeah. the bindweed oh, in the bindweed. Yes, that's yeah. always
7: white, so, you might see something along the fence and say, Oh,
5: isn't that nice? Yeah. And they're much smaller than morning glories. Yes.
7: Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh
4: because there's also uh what's the moon plant? Mm-hmm. Um, um Yeah. Is that what it's called?
7: Yeah, it's uh um, it's moon it's something.
4: Moon It's
7: yeah. also, also poisonous. <laughs> oh really? Well, you know, know, so many
4: of the plants out there are poisonous yep. anyway. Uh that's uh, so um uh what um uh, what are you working on right now that uh, you find really interesting, Tom? Nothing? <laughs> Anything? <laughs> uh, get no. Staying in, the, in, the, in air conditioning? No,
7: no. It's, uh, what excites me is seeing uh, recreations of native landscapes, Ooh. whether this ah. is an, a, na- a true native type of, type of thing or it's a, a facsimile of that used in, in patterns that repeat. And you can do big areas with very small plants. And it's, it's very attractive. When you say
4: very small plants, are you talking about plugs or are you yes. talking about. Okay, talking so, about plugs. so the idea, and I, th- and that's a really good point also about folks who put stuff in their yard. Uh, people are attracted to mature plants, but if they're really smart, they're going to buy plugs which are going to be mature in two or three years, basically. Yep. Uh, and you're going to get a lot more bang for your buck. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so. Uh, Do you have a hard time talking people into that? uh, Because one of the things that the people who hire landscapers do not have
7: is patience. So, again, it takes that um, desire or want on their part beforehand. I can't convince anybody of anything. All I can do is help persuade them on a point of view that they have. Yeah. That they may have questions about. So it's it's, a... the people that experiment with this are already attuned to it. They're not going to come in and say, Tom, give me a, a, a low-cost, low-maintenance, beautiful area. I'm ready to do it. They're not going to come like that. They're saying, well, I've seen something like this over here. I don't know if it worked work for me. Can you tell me more about it? Yeah. So you're starting to see more of these different kinds of plantings.
4: That's good. And, in fact, we're going to talk about it. I'm, we're going to let you go here, and we appreciate you stopping by, but that's something that we want to address because uh, we've got the Chicago Excellence in Gardening Awards coming up, and I want to talk a little bit about native plants. That is Tom Klitsky who is the co-founder. Oh, don't put it down yet. I'm going to uh, let you say goodbye. Co-founder. <laughs> You just hate that microphone, don't you? I think you so. really hate that. I think okay. so. <laughs> uh, co owner and co founder of Nature's Perspective Landscaping, you can go to naturesperspective.com. Thank you so much, Tom, for stopping by today. Appreciate it.
7: Thank you for having me. Thank you.
4: All right. The Mike Tom. Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. We'll be right back.
2: Have you ever walked into a hair salon and been overwhelmed by the smell of chemicals?
9: Do
5: you love trees? Do you have a great story to tell about a special tree in your life? The Morton Arboretum and Open Lands have partnered to launch Tremendous Tree Stories, an online collection of stories highlighting people's connections to trees. Submit stories of the trees you cherish, remember from your childhood, or that hold a special meaning for you. Browse their collection and consider sharing your own tree story by visiting tree-stories.org. That's tree-stories.org what is
1: this place
9: you're in uncharted territory what do you mean where are we i don't know if you've heard this i don't know
1: what it is tell us your name please 1590
5: wcgo chicago
4: Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Is this the uh, one we're looking at? Yes. The Xerces Society. Um, we are uh, live, live at the Custer Fair in Evanston, Illinois, sitting out here
5: <laughs> swatting away gnats. Uh, Putting out another call to uh, Rick Moscovich, bring Rick. some cedar oil.
4: Rick! Uh- Attention, Rick Moskowitz. Attention, Rick Moskowitz. Please report to the 1590 WCGO booth at the Custer Fair and bring some cedar oil, please. Okay. Uh, one of the things happening this week is Pollinator Week. Um, and uh, tell us a little bit about that, uh, Peggy, because I know you've got a lot of information there.
5: Hey, we have a breeze blowing everything around I here. I don't like that. <laughs> so it is National Pollinator Month, International Pollinator Week. National Pollinator Week, it all starts tomorrow or today, depending which website well, you look the a- on. The, a- but
4: a- the 18th of June through the 24th yeah, of June in case. I think
5: the international one starts today. But, you
4: know, you know it's here's the way I look at it. All summer, it's National Pollinator mm-hmm. Month. Season. Season, right. So, you know, even if you don't catch the exact dates here, um, just keep working for your pollinators. Yeah. And there's lots of information out there right now. And what if, are you looking at?
5: Uh, pollinator.org, which is the pollinator partnership, um, they are the ones who initiated and manage Pollinator Week. Eleven years ago, the U.S. Senate unanimously approved and designated This week in June is National Pollinator Week. Wait, wait,
4: stop there for a second. The Congress did something?
5: Yeah, but that was 11 years ago. Oh, it was 11 years ago. Okay, never mind. That was a while ago. Never mind, They've gotten over it. Forgot about it. So it's it's a celebration of pollinators, um, be it bees, be it monarchs, be it a lot of the different species that are out there, the insects. um, And there's a lot of things going on. If you go to Pollinator Partnership, which is pollinator.org, if you go to the Xerxes Society website.
4: I believe it's... Xerces.org. Xerces. 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 Yes.
5: Okay, um, they have a great list, and that's what you pulled up is pollinator-friendly plant, plant lists. Yeah, from they've got all over
4: the country. Amazing! They've got pollinator-friendly plant lists from the United States, and then they have various states. They California has its own, Florida has its own, and then the Great Lakes region, Maritime Northwest region, Mid Atlantic region, Midwest region, Northeast region, Northern Plains region southeast region and southern plains region yikes so you can just click on those
5: and then they have international under that including canada mexico and
4: britain switzerland uh (laughs) singapore australia (laughs) i love it new zealand kenya it's uh all there so you can uh help your pollinator friendly uh, insects and Um, these are
5: going to be native plants for your region
4: Uh, fantastic stuff so uh yeah if you if you get a chance take uh advantage of national pollinator week one of the things that i put up on the website net, and by the way that's m-i-k-e-n-o dot net i love the illinois pollinator week graphic that uh um uh, dupage monarch put together it's uh really really it's mm-hmm. dupagemonarch.com monarch.com and
5: monarchs.com
4: oh you're right and i've got the right one there too uh and if you click on the link in it it tells you different ways that you can help plant for pollinators um including going to places like uh and uh plant in clusters this is a, a good advice for planting pollinator friendly plants Plant in clusters with a succession of bloom to create a target for pollinators to find. Select a site that is sheltered from wind, has at least partial sun, and can provide water. Allow material from dead branches and logs to remain (laughs) as nesting sites.
5: Sounds like my yard.
4: It's mine. (laughs) In fact, I keep waiting for the city to to show up and say, "Uh, you got to get that out of the gangway. (laughs) Uh, I uh, let me let me Don't put it this him. way uh the uh, the cats cannot get through it, so <laughs> it must be really effective right now uh and you can register your garden at monarch watch at the at uh pollinator dot org um, uh
5: million pollinator gardens dot org oh million now that's something you mm-hmm. have here what's it's, that is so uh the national pollinator garden network uh is a group of a lot of different Mon- uh, the Monarch Groups, Xerces.org, um, Pollinator, other pollinator networks, and they are seeking right now 300,000 additional pollinator gardens. They have a goal of reaching 1 million registered gardens. You can go to millionpollinatorsgardens.org to register your Backyard garden, your public garden, your community garden—any garden you have that's pollinator friendly—and there's actually a really cool map up on that site. And I was tracking down right to my neighborhood whose gardens are registered, and said, "Hmm, mine's not on there."
4: Ah, uh, you need look into that? I, yeah, I, I haven't registered mine anywhere. I just don't want anybody taking a look at my yard. I mean, <laughs> well, it's 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 okay. It's just I just let it go most of the time. So <laughs> it's it's not the neatest place in the world. Um, which is why I don't enter it in contests well, and things like that. So <laughs> there you go. But uh, So we urge you to get on board. One of the other things they talk about uh, on this site, uh, the DuPage Monarchs, with an S, dot .com, is uh, reduce or eliminate the impact of pesticides. One of the things that we were talking about earlier was uh, the viburnum leaf beetle. And uh, Tom was talking about a drench that you use. The problem is it's imidacloprid. Is the drench that you might use for that, and imidacloprid has been implicated in bee loss, so it might harm pollinators. So you got, you got to. This is why I say, if if you got that problem, if you're looking at a viburnum that uh, has been attacked by the leaf beetle, and and you're not not sure what to do, um, rip it out, (laughs) get it out of there. Just just take it, take it out. Or you can do what the Morton Arboretum says: learn how to identify the insect in various stages go in there check it out during the year and you can hand pick some of the the larvae off of there and the and you can get the beetles off yourself and the egg masses that that sort of thing if you know what you're doing um and that's uh, i can't stress highly enough that We need people who are more curious. Mm -hmm. We uh, folks just are not curious enough in their own yards and in their own surroundings. Uh, And if we could get people who are more curious,
5: we would have better results. Uh, You were, what's this you've got? Uh, This was uh, you were talking about. pest control, etc. So dupagemonarchs.com also has a thing up on mosquito control and pollinators, um, of how the mosquito control chemicals are affecting pollinators, and typically the larvicides aren't as bad, but when you're spraying for the adults, you're going to get your pollinators too.
4: And basically a larvicide is, you know those dunks? You've heard of mosquito dunks, and you throw them in water, and they prevent the uh, the larvae from surviving there. I think they prevent, and I need to look this up. And I apologize, I don't, I don't know how the action of it. I don't know if it prevents the egg from hatching, uh, but I know it kills the larvae yeah, in, just in, deforms, in standing it, yeah. water. So this is, and, and it's been proven that this is the most effective way of dealing with mosquitoes. By the time you're hitting foggers, uh, uh, you know, in cities and in your backyard. That's the dog wagging the tail, or Mm -hmm. tail wagging the dog. That's what I meant. The tail wagging the dog at this point, because it's just um, the hardest way to get to them. And then you have collateral damage once you're spraying, because uh, if you're going after mosquitoes, you're going to find you're affecting other insects as well.
5: Yeah. It'll be taking out a lot of the pollinators. And actually, this article was talking about uh, the pollinators will pick it up on their feet, and that's how it gets into their system when they land on... Uh, leaves. So you should find out more
4: about this stuff. Go to Xerxes.org. To uh,
5: pagemonarchs.com.
4: uh Go to my website, MikeNovak.net. I've got some of that information there. And then, you know, go down a rabbit hole. Start reading up on this. Just, you know, sit for an hour uh, or even a half an hour and just read some of this and, and learn about it. Uh, knowledge is power, and this is the best way to... Uh, address things uh, that are going on in your backyard all right uh that's the first hour the mike novak show with peggy malecki live from the custer fair in evanston we got one more including rick de with weather and climate stick around we'll be back after the news
3: captain's log started four two three two six point one the enterprise is under attack by an apparently hostile life form mr wolf status report they appear to be perambulating vegetables We are being stalked
1: by stalks of asparagus. That is incorrect, Mr. Warp. Mr. Data, be more specific. Asparagus officinalis, or killer asparagus, was the subject of a very popular 21st century tome by the brilliant author Mike Novak.
3: Mike Novak. I'm
1: familiar with his work. Of course. Attack of the Killer Asparagus is required reading at Starfleet Academy. Tell me more, Mr. Data. He has been variously compared to Mark Twain, Dave Barry, and Gwinoch of Minglador.
3: Captain, shields are failing.
1: Thank you, Mr. Wolf. Mr. Data, options. Captain, it seems to be available online at AroundTheBlockPress.com. What do they have to say? Hmm. It appears that Mike Novak is a slapstick gardener, taking all our self-delusions, mishaps, and confusions and playing them for big laughs.
3: That's not very helpful, Mr. Data.
1: No, it is, however, highly accurate.
2: Welcome to the second hour of the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Call us with your questions and comments at 847-
3: A new secure line has been opened for communication, 877-711-5611. Now please make enjoy for second hour capitalist radio.
2: Here they are again, Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak.
3: All I need is good food. Healthy, wealthy, wide
0: awake. Lettuce, tomatoes, root and bake. What about those sweet potatoes? All I need is good foodie. All I need is good foodie. All I need is good. Food
4: to eat. And welcome to the second hour of the Mike Novak Show, live from the Custer Fair in Evanston, Illinois. We hope you come down. And Sonar adv- advises me that the fair officially opened six minutes ago.
5: Woohoo! And so
4: there we are. Yeah. And, and, and
5: people are walking by with food or sitting next to us eating nice cold food. So yeah. yeah. so the fair is open. And- food booths, there's vendors like crazy. It's an art fair, jewelry crafts, food, band music, and WCGO. yada yada, yada. Yeah. And WCGO. <laughs> Heck, the-
3: whoop. Heck whoop. they got rides on the other side of the um, uh, on the other side of the park. So on the other side of the fair, they've got rides uh,
10: for kids. They've got face painting. I mean, any anything that a good fair's got, right?
4: Okay, and uh, hand that to Kev because I know he's got uh, – we're giving away stuff at the – 1590 WCGO booth. We got pens. We got books. What's going on? there, Spin the wheel.
6: Well, we got our brand new prize wheel provided to us by uh, Fast Signs of Lincolnwood, the official signage provider of 1590 (laughs) WCGO. We've got books by Dave Ramsey over here. WCGO, the exclusive home of the Dave Ramsey show. Camera, Kevin. What's up? Get on camera. I'm gonna get on camera over here. Here we go. Is good right
5: here? Ooh, I smell pizza now.
6: Okay. Oh, yeah. That pizza, (laughs) that's from Firehouse Grill. They got the best pizza on the strip. There you go. We've got uh, pens. I've got these cool tape measures from Mighty House right here. This is a level tape measure and a notepad. Wait, wait,
4: wait. Did Mighty... From Mighty Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, absolutely. they got swag. You guys,
6: how do they get swag? They got it themselves. you got to step uh, your game up, Mike. Oh, <laughs> ma- no, no, no,
4: no. No, See. it's
5: something like you you had to call and ask for Fuzzy Robbie to win that Something yesterday. like that, yes.
6: Yeah. <laughs> Fuzzy Robbie's still here today. Uh, we, have fi- we have gift certificates to Firehouse Grill where you can win. Ooh, cool. $10, go over there and get some pizza. Uh, we've got gift certificates to Dempster Car Wash, movie tickets, sketchbook, all sorts of cool stuff. Come on by, spin the wheel, win this <laughs> stuff. I don't want to bring it back. To the station, it's That's heavy. right, that, and, and
5: that, you can take the purple line to get here, you can take yep. Metro
6: to get yep, here, Yep, absolutely. The main street stop right here, I mean, it's right them. there, yep. it's right across the
4: street. The train stops okay. right here, right across from us. So, uh, and,
6: and
5: we have a request from Ron Cowgill, he says, Nice do rag sonar, let's see your do rag.
4: All right, he's got to get on camera for the do rag, <laughs> uh.
6: it's, it's yellow, ah. so we don't lose them, so we keep them in a crowd.
4: All right. Uh, and our sponsors are Fast Signs of Lincoln Wood, the official signage provider of 1590 WCGO. Firehouse Grill, just down the block. First Northern Credit Union, you hear about them all the time on 1590. Uh, Sketchbook Brewing Company right over there, As uh, so just to... Behind me and to the left and <laughs> Sonar says, oh, so good. Uh, Cinemark Century 12 of Evanston. They're all sponsors here for the 2018 Custer Fair. And we are on the main Dempster Mile. We're just south of Maine on Chicago Avenue. We're on the east side of the street, which means we're in the shade right now. And we really, really appreciate that. It's nice. It's like You know what I would advise you guys is in the afternoon move the booth on the other side. Uh, I don't know if you can. No, I don't think that's going to happen. And we should mention that later today Richie Z is, is going to be here. Um, he's be here live. Sh- Chicago history and automotive heaven, and he's on at noon. Um, and Eric and Kerry Kendall uh, will be here from uh, one to three.
5: You guys are going to be in the sun. I'm I'm sorry to to say. Folks from Steamworks, the musical. El Bear, coverage of the arts in Waukegan, and if you go to the 1590 WCGO Facebook page, all the rest of their guests are listed there,
4: too. And they came up with the best idea ever, the hashtag Blame, blame Bill. Bill. I am so, so jealous of hashtag Blame Bill that I can hardly stand it. <laughs> you want
5: to blame Mike?
4: No, it's, uh, that would just be
5: stealing the idea. No, I want maybe something. it
3: should be Reward Mike. I like yeah. that. <laughs> hashtag
5: Reward, reward Mike. Mike. <laughs> I, I'm going to put it on Facebook there, right now. There's
4: got to be people who say, I got your re- reward right here, pal. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, so that's all going on today. Come on by the uh, the, the Custer Fair here in Evanston. Um, and, and
5: watch us live on Facebook at the Mike Novak Show.
4: Exactly. Now, uh, I'm going to start something here that probably i got to finish. I'm looking at my official uh Clock here, which is what the, I don't know if it's an atomic clock. I got two minutes. All right. Want to let you know that, and we'll talk a little bit more about this when we come back from the break. Chicago Excellence in Gardening Awards. Peggy and I have been plugging this for weeks. You've heard the ads here on our show. If you live in Evanston, you're out of luck. However, you live in the city of Chicago where a lot of this signal goes. Um, You can enter this contest for free and get your garden recognized. And we want gardeners all over the place to take advantage of this. You can go to ChicagoGardeningAwards.org. It's simple. ChicagoGardeningAwards.org. And... If you listen to the commercials on the show today, you will hear that the deadline is June 20th. Well, guess what? That's now been extended because, hey, it's been a slow spring. We were talking to Tom Klitsky earlier. Uh, things are behind we know folks are behind they're thinking oh i don't know if my garden looks good well you've got another couple of weeks to think about it and enter the contest when is the new deadline the deadline is july 7th it's right after wow. you get to think about uh so don't put it off until the fourth of july though because you'll forget then yeah, get it you'll done. make
5: more work for the get team it, get, get it, it done now get it
4: done now all right <laughs> Uh, uh, All you
5: got to do is take a couple photos of your garden, fill out a really easy online form.
4: Exactly. And I'm going to be publicizing this tomorrow on Channel 7. Wow. Yeah, ABC 7 Chicago uh, in their noon news block. I think I'm around 1140. 1140. So uh, we'll talk more about that when we come back because i got a bunch of plants in my backyard that (laughs) are going to be on TV tomorrow. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Stick around. Admit it, you've been itching to get a pond in your backyard, complete with the living art that we call koi and goldfish. Join Mike and Peggy at the 26th annual Koi Show at the Max in McCook, Illinois, on June 22nd through 24th. Learn from the pros from the Midwest Pond and Koi Society. The exhibits and seminars are free. Then join their 2018 Garden and Pond Tour for two weekends at the end of July, covering the entire Chicago area. Go to mpks.org. Did you have an award-winning garden last year? Yes. Did you actually receive an award? No. Then you didn't enter the Chicago Excellence in Gardening Awards. We partied like it was 2017, which it sort of was. 46 great Chicago gardens in 26 wards were honored, and we're doing it again this year, right now. Go to chicagogardeningawards.org and fill out an application. It's free, and your plot of paradise might be recognized as one of the best in the city. We're looking at ornamental, vegetable, container, and specialized gardens, such as green roofs, walls, and rain gardens, community gardens, and new this year, urban farms. You have until June 20th to register. Did I mention it's free and created in part by the Mike Novak Show, Natural Awakening Chicago, and some other pretty excellent organizations? Go to Chicago Excellence in Gardening Awards on Facebook or ChicagoGardeningAwards.org and get your garden in the game.
6: Is that too aggressive? You're listening to Weekends on WCGO. Check out our Facebook live stream brought to you in part by our exclusive signage partner, Fast Signs of Lincolnwood. Located at 3450 West Devon Avenue. Visit them on the web at fastsigns.com slash 80.
4: I'm waiting for Mark Zuckerberg to, to block this one.
5: Okay. That's
4: why I'm talking. I'm just going to keep talking right over it. because Sonar's that,
5: shaking his head. That,
4: that confuses their uh, logarithm. Um, Whoa! Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki live from the Custer Street Fair. We don't know if it's the Custer Fair or the Custer Street Fair. Uh, Custer—it is the Custer Street Fair. Okay, it's not what it says online, but I'm just saying.
5: Or oh, like, their posters, but that's okay. Uh, I'm just saying, Custer Street Fair in Evanston. Uh, and, it, and uh, yes? Oh, I was just going to say, if you missed the opening segment and you caught that commercial for Chicago Excellence in Gardening Awards, scratch that June 20th entry, July 7th you now have.
4: Yeah, we've uh, extended it to July 7th. If you're a gardener in the city of Chicago, it's free, and you should take advantage of it because there's a big honking award that is going to be yours. Hey, thanks for taking a photo. We got the paparazzi Oh, the talking here.
5: farm. He's got oh, a talking, the
4: talking farm far. hat. Hey, ta- get over here. Are you uh, are you from the talking farm? Um, I've got a little pro
5: bono work. Ah. Okay, hold on one second. We have a little pro uh, bono pick, pick, conversation pick, here.
4: Pick up that microphone. I love it when people just wander by.
10: Okay. What? Am I live?
4: Yes, you are. You're live.
10: Um, I heard you speak at the Skokie Public Library recently.
4: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That, that was. I'm trying to remember. I think it was a year ago, something like that.
5: Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So. You're talking lawn care.
4: I did lawn care. Yeah, I did a yeah. lawn care talk. So uh, uh, you've got your Talking Farm hat on, which is uh, right here in uh, Skokie, Evanston.
10: Yeah, I think it's on Howard Street. <laughs> yep.
4: Yep. I've been there. We, uh, we, uh, did a, we hosted a, a thing there
10: like we, a year and a half ago. fall festival. Yeah. It's a cool place. And you should talk about their hullabaloo.
4: They do a fall
10: that's festival. What we, that's, yeah, that's what we, we were yeah. a part of. Yeah. yeah and they're
5: doing, well, a C- right. yeah, yeah. they're doing a CSA now. And they've got, a Correct. Ho- they've got a hoop house up there.
4: And you say you've done pro bono work. What does that mean? So I
10: facilitated a, a retreat, their board retreat, once upon a time. Oh, really? Good and for you. And then uh, for the last couple of years, I take my apple cider press up there
4: and I press Apple Cider. I have a
5: photo I of... I have a video of you with the Apple with Cider the Press. Apple Cider Press.
4: Yeah.
10: Yeah,
5: yeah. Your name is, sir? Uh,
4: I'm Ben Harris. Okay. Now, how do
10: people get your fresh Apple Cider? Well, I only kind of do like community groups. Oh, okay. So, but they could yeah. have
5: you come out to their event. Yeah. Yeah,
10: I mean, I'm okay. in Skokie, and it's my own personal type thing. So how do, I don't like, do a commercial. Uh,
4: do you, you want to give out a, a website or something?
10: Um, if you're interested to in know about, about Apple Cider, just call. Uh, let me give you my uh, yeah, how about email. Okay, that that's more appropriate. Whatever yeah, you'd like. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be BenHarris1, B-E-N-H-A-R-R-I-S, just the number one sign, at rcn.com. Okay. Cool. Or what the heck, text me at 773-354-4868. <laughs> <laughs> But I do school groups and churches and synagogues and seven, stuff. 773. Uh, 773. 354-4868. Four, four, eight, eight. I think we need to have the Apple Cider Press at the station one
4: of these days. You know, I'm surprised you didn't bring it here today, so. Well, uh,
10: I still have a couple gallons frozen in my freezer. <laughs> uh,
4: you know, who? of course you would.
10: Yeah. You okay. Know? Can I go because I'm meeting yeah, my family? No. Thank you. You're not so going much. anywhere. Are you guys going to be on the... On the um, on the
5: radio for a little longer. How much longer? To 11 o'clock. 11 yeah, o'clock. I to bring my family, bring the the family back. Yeah, okay. we're gonna have Frank right. meteorologist, here at 10:30. All right. Thank you so much. See, okay,
4: you never know who's gonna stop by here at the booth, the 1590 WCGO booth and, at, and at, at the out, Custer Street yeah. Fair. Now we were talking about Chicago Excellence in Gardening Awards. Yeah, tomorrow morning um, I'm schlepping a bunch of native plants. Over to ABC 7 downtown, uh, the midday news. I'm going to be on with Tracy Butler, and we're going to promote the Chicago Excellence in Gardening program, the 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 co- competition. Uh, and I got a bunch of plants last week. Uh, went out to the great people at Natural Gardens Natives, uh, and you can go to naturalgardennatives.com to find them. And uh, I uh, my my. Great friend, uh, Krista Oram Keller, uh, actually with uh, um, Midwest Ground Covers now. They, they don't sell. That's re- what,
5: St. Charles?
4: You yeah, love? it's in St. Charles. but And they don't sell retail, but they're people who, who purchased uh, uh, the Natural Garden several years ago, and they created this line of native plants called Natural Garden Natives. And um, I got a bunch of those. I've actually, I actually have in a in a pot. I'm so excited. Prickly pear c- cactus. Wow, it's really fun, and I'm I'm so glad I'm gonna I'm gonna try to grow it uh, once I'm done showing it on the air. But I got prickly pear cactus, and I got some uh, uh, echinacea pallida, and uh, which is coneflower. Mm-hmm. And, um, and some other stuff that I'm going to take down. There's some anemone and iris and show people that, yeah, you can have native plants in your backyard. And uh, and the reason we talk about this is connected to what we were talking about earlier, which is pollinators. You want pollinators mm-hmm. to show up. So tomorrow, I, but I'm And you're going to have vegetables, too. I have some vegetables. I've got uh, some peppers and some tomatoes, and I want to thank uh, Julie Taylor, and Christine Nye over at the Shedd Aquarium, because they gave us some of those. Yeah, I didn't get a ding for the uh, uh, Natural I, I Garden Natives. Yep. All right. They got another ding. Uh, and Jackie, Jackie Paff uh, over at uh, Natural Garden, uh, who, who walked me through and picked out the plants for me. She's wonderful. So I wanted to get uh, that plug out there. So tune in ABC7 tomorrow. I'm going to be on it at, at around 1140, is what they tell me. Um, and uh, you know these things are never exact, and uh, <laughs> and so I got to schlep the plants down there tomorrow. But I'm very excited about it because we'll have this display of natives. And part of what we're doing with the Chicago Excellence Eating Awards is we're encouraging people to be sustainable in their backyards. Meaning, yeah, you can. You can, it's not that hard to find native plants in this day and age, uh, if, especially if a lot of uh, garden centers in the Chicago area will sell natural garden natives. Uh and if you want to find out what kind they have, you go to naturalgardennatives.com. And I know I'm giving them a little plug, but that's because they gave me a bunch of plants to show on ABC7 yep. tomorrow. So that's that's really cool. But that's not the only way you're sustainable. Uh you know, you reuse water, you you have less lawn, you don't use chemicals. Um the, uh, you get creative in your yard you compost you and you put your compost uh, in, uh, in your soil and you, uh, you
5: leave your leaves down you
4: leave your leaves down you don't cut everything to a nub in the fall because you, you, you don't bag you your provide, lawn clippings. You, you provide <laughs> habitat for birds and insects this is you know you have a big stack mm-hmm. of lumber like I do on my gangway where the <laughs> the city is going to come and cite me for
10: yeah, it yeah, I got a pile
5: next to my compost pile but this was actually something I commented to you on this spring of how many more birds I had in my yard than most of the neighbors seem to have, and just huge amounts of native plants. Well, I have and in my yard. Spaces.
4: I have that here in my yard in the city, uh, if only because I can look up and down my block, and I'm one of the few yards that actually has any trees in it. All right, that's it's that simple. Mm-hmm. You put some trees in there, and you're going to get some birds because they have like a place to sit, you know. And then I have my bird bath, which. It's, a, it's surprising uh, how dirty these things get and oh, how yeah. quickly. Yeah. yeah but I was watching a cardinal take a bath the other day, and I would like to have a cardinal and a robin duke it out for bath uh, <laughs> activity because they're both pretty crazy. They get pretty nutty in there. Yep,
5: yep. Where are we going to be next Saturday? I don't know. We're going to be at the Midwest Pond and Koi Society's 26th Annual Koi Show and Trade Show, and that's at The Max. At 4750 South Vernon and McCook. The, Max. the Max. We were there last year, and this was a great time, and we're coming back this year. They've got koi bigger than you can imagine. Gorgeous fish. Bigger than a Ford truck, okay?
4: Koi. That big. In fact, it's only – no, don't look at me like that, Ellie. I'm just I'm, – that was hyperbole, okay? That's all I'm okay. saying. Bigger than a Yugo. Uh, uh, okay, there you go. That worked. <laughs> Nobody knows what a Yugo is anymore. What would be the – A Kia.
5: Bigger than a Kia. Bigger than a smart car.
4: Uh, okay. Um,
5: but it, So it's the annual um, Pond and Koi Society's show. It runs. Right, okay, I'm
4: going to, M- while you're talking, I'm yeah. going to I, I can't put this mic It down starts on Friday
5: write. from 6 to 9. It runs Saturday 9 to 5 and then again Sunday 10 to 1. But since we are on the air live from WCGO on Sunday, we're going to be there Saturday morning on Facebook Live broadcasting all sorts of fun things with the fish, We're talking about plants, talking about backyard ponds, and um, if it goes Go anything like last year, there'll be some surprises with the fish, too. <laughs>
4: Well, we're gonna, the judging happens on Saturday, yeah. so part of what we're going to be doing, I think, is, uh, like we did last year, we're going to grab some judges and say, uh, what do you see in here? Uh, it looks very exciting.
5: I, I think we had a spawning incident last year.
4: So, <laughs> so at any rate, the uh, 26th annual MPKS Koi and Trade Show is next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Max. The Max. Uh, in McCook, Illinois. You need to go to mpks.org for that. Uh, it's Friday, uh, 6 to 9 p.m., so it's just the evening deal. But then on Saturday and Sunday, Saturday is 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., Sunday is 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. So, really, th- well, it, they announce the winners on Sunday, so that's yeah. the exciting thing. The judging is on Saturday, and that's when Peggy and I will be there. I suspect we're going to be there 10 ish, 11 ish. And we'll and, be bringing. And I think
9: it's
5: free.
4: I'm pretty sure it is, too. I think if you want to. Do certain things you've got to pay, uh, but you can find out uh, more there uh, or go to mpks.org. Um, and you and, can find
5: out about their garden and pond tour as well, which is later in July. Right. That's July 21st and 22nd
4: and July 28th and 29th, um, and so and that's 15 bucks, and it allows you to tour all four days. So if you're the kind of person who said, I always wanted a pond in my yard i don't know what i'm doing um hey uh this these are the people i mean i i've had uh, bob passavoy from the mpks on the show i want to say for 20 years now i've been talking to him on the radio um i love him uh dr bob and uh, he's uh, uh, he 's not playing with a full deck, but that 's a good thing in, in a good way he 's doing that, so uh, I love the people there, and they they 've been very good to us and, uh, uh, and we 're glad that we have an opportunity to uh, to uh, do some broadcasting there, uh, even if only on Facebook next Saturday. so we hope that you 're watching us do that live
5: all right now uh, you were going to talk be- about your tomatoes I,
4: yeah, I do want to talk about, and by the way, I should uh, tell you that we, we suspect that meteorologist Rick DeMaio... He's
5: going to be... come strolling up any moment oh, now. M- oh, no, no. There trouble. He is. There's trouble. There... So we're... Hey, dude, I thought you uh, were bringing us some... iced coffee. And
4: make sure you get some photos of this dude here, too. <laughs> I'm going to give you my camera, Ellie, because he, he doesn't show up here very often. Uh, but we're glad to have him here. But we want to talk uh, a little before we get to uh, our meteorology segment. Um, here we go. Hold on. Um, I got tomatoes in my yard and uh, actually they're not in my yard. They're in my dead neighbor's yard. You know, you know the story. The dead neighbor. The, the dead neighbor who's still dead. And, uh, so we've been planting, we, last year we planted some veggies in our yard and this year, um, we're doing it again. And one of the things that happened is I, uh, we grew a lot of, okay, that's exactly what I've got. All right. Peggy's okay. We gotta post these. I'll show you mine. I'll show you mine. If you show me yours, uh, I've got leaf curl. That also sounds like kind of
5: <laughs> sounds like a personal problem. I know it really. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I got leaf curl. And I don't it's know what to heat. do about it. It's the heat.
4: I think it's the heat. Um, wow. No, it's not the All heat. Right. It's the humidity. Okay. We both have leaf curl. One of the th- I went out and looked at my plants the other day and went, wait a second, the new leaves coming in are curling. And I got a little concerned about it. And now Peggy says she's got the same issue with a lot of the tomatoes in her yard. So we've got some, what I think is a physiological issue, and, and, I'm, and, I, and I suspect it's weather-related. I think it has something to do with the weather here um, and possibly b- moisture, possibly uh, daytime or overnight temperatures. Um, I'm not sure because I, I wrote to my friend yesterday, Casey Tomato. Giving him a ding. And he says he's got family obligations. Yeah, yeah
5: that and he tells us he doesn't blah, have a voice for blah, radio. Come blah, on, Casey.
4: Blah blah. Was somebody talking to me there? I'm sorry. Missed it. I heard
5: somebody said something about Casey Tomato. Who was that? Was that you? Oh. Is that Randall?
4: Okay. I think so. Um at any rate, Casey and I went back. he thought it was pesticide drift, and I said, "I don't think so, not in my neighborhood, because I don't think these people The only one who might have used it is my dead neighbor's niece, because two years ago, she put weed and feed and I, and, I, and I went across to her and I said, "Hey, please don't use that stuff because we want to eventually grow vegetables here. Um, please don't use that, because it's poison."
5: Yeah, but I've it's got poison in
4: synthetic fertility." What do you mean, same thing? Yeah, you've got the same thing. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is um, So I don't think it's that. I mean, this is how hard it is to diagnose things. Now, we could take some leaf tissue uh, and, and take it someplace, and I think that might be the next step, just to see what's going on. But I have a feeling it's a physiological issue out there is having a similar issue? Would you write to us? You can write uh, on Facebook, go to the Mike Novak Show, or you can go to Mike at Mike uh, on dot net on email, to post a photo to Facebook
5: out. and we'll tweet
4: it. Um, great, and I'll do uh, one of mine so that you can see because uh, they're very similar photos. Uh, we just got this leaf curl. There's no yellowing. Um, it is uh, uh, it is just the ends of the the. Yeah, and the it, the stalks are, are, are curling up.
5: It's flowering, up. it's everything else. It's just. Well, I've got tomatoes on one yeah. of them, and they got a little bit of leaf. And my, a lot of my other tomatoes have nothing, so, so they're fine. you know, uh, and let me tell you something,
4: folks. Uh, so you think that the, the radio guy can look at his plant and go, oh, yeah, it's that problem. No, it ain't the way it works. Sometimes you, you actually have to take samples of it. You have to take it in. You have to discuss it with other people. I've, you know, I'm going back and forth with uh, a tomato expert in Kansas City uh, trying to figure out what the issue is. We're, we're debating this. It's possible it will clear up by itself. It's possible it will get worse. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, so I'm working on it right now so I can figure this out. So anybody else who's got an issue like that, you know, you should contact us, uh, and we'll figure this out together because that's the way things work in the gardening world, okay? I think I'm hearing music, so I got a feeling we're going to have to uh, duck out of here. Oh, my goodness. All right. We'll be back with Rick DeMaio, weather and climate. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki, live from the Custer Street Fair in Evanston, Illinois.
11: Is your couch killing you? In a Green Diva Minute, you'll learn more and be on your way to living a deeper shade of green. Americans have much higher levels of flame retardants in their bodies than anyone else in the world. In fact, California children have some of the highest levels ever measured. Flame retardants are found in furniture, electronics, and even in baby products and have been linked to cancer, birth defects, and other serious health issues. OMG, what's a green diva or dude to do? Furniture that does not contain polyurethane foam usually does not contain flame-retardant chemicals. There are non-profit organizations that have done the homework for us and have lists of flame-retardant-free furniture manufacturers. I'm Green Diva Meg, and you can find more low-stress green living tips at thegreendivas.com.
4: Whether it's March, July, September, or December, if you're a gardener, any time of year is perfect for a subscription to Chicagoland Gardening Magazine. It's the garden magazine for our region and one of the best gardening magazines in the country. Every issue features spectacular photos, articles by noted horticultural authorities, nursery owners, state extension agents, master gardeners, and more. There are columns like Ask the Garden Pros, regional reports, what to do in the garden, and even my column on the inside back. of every issue. I make up stuff and they pay me for it. Go figure. Chicagoland Gardening Magazine, a publication of state-by-state gardening magazines on newsstands everywhere. But go to chicagolandgardening.com and get a subscription. If you're in other parts of the Midwest or the South, try one of the 21 magazines in those regions by going to statebystategardening.com or call 888-265-3600. 888-265-3600. Hi, this is Ron Calga from Mighty House. We're on every Saturday from 7 to 10
3: a.m. right here live on 1590 WCGO.
4: Honor of Rick DeMaio. Keep this plane for a second. Oh, no, 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 don't, don't pull it down. That was like, no, keep it up.
5: Sonar just doesn't want us to get.
4: Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know what? If they go after the
7: Vandellas,
4: um, Martha, I was going to say Martha Stewart and the Vandellas, but that's not Martha. They've already gone after Martha Stewart, so yeah, we're safe. That's right. Okay, welcome <laughs> back to the Mike Novak Show. Martha, what? Martha. Help me out here. Come on. I don't know. What's. I'll look oh, it up. Oh, come on. You, you, you got to help me here because I actually had this here and now I can't. Um, welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki, who's just sorry, just not helping me. I'm useless. You know. Martha. Martha
5: and the Vandellas.
4: Oh, so it is just Martha yeah. and the Vandellas.
9: Yeah. yeah I don't think there was Martha Vandella and the Vandellas. It was just no, Martha but I thought
4: Vandella. I kept thinking there was another name. So it was just Martha and the Vandellas, and that's the original from 1963. Yeah. Then Linda Ronstadt covered it. And
9: yeah, uh, we we get we get tired of using the word heat wave by the time we get to the middle of August. It's just hot.
4: Yeah. That's Rick DeMaio, by the way, meteorologist, but who's, who's joining us. And, and um, last week?
9: What was last Last week? weekend was cold. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, completely different. <laughs> yeah,
4: completely different. Like hey,
5: a roller coaster.
4: Before Before we go into this segment, I want let to let you know that our sponsors at the 2018 Custer Street Fair... Uh, uh, and we're at the main Dempster Mile. Our sponsors are Fast Signs of Lincoln Wood, the official signage provider of 1590 WCGO, Firehouse Grill, First Northern Credit Union, Sketchbook Brewing Company, Cinemark Century 12 of Evanston, and a special shout-out, and Kevin's over there right now. Getting some food. Island Noodles. IslandNoodles.com. And, and I know why Kevin likes Island Noodles, because they keep supplying him. With the, the little
5: we'll, we'll be over there for lunch next. Hey,
4: island noodles! Uh, save some of that for us. See, they're ignoring me totally. So, but they're getting they're getting a the shout out. And they don't I, even I know think on
9: daylight like tell you want a little bit of chilled um, pineapple and mango and strawberries with the noodles, right? I, I Nothing so. hot. Yes. And uh, in the house, it's Rick DeMaio uh, who's. Morning, guys. Good Hi. morning. Hi. Yeah. Hey, so.
4: Uh, this is, you know, here you are. This just, is
9: my hood, 127 steps from the back of my apartment over to here. <laughs> I, ho- I hope you ran the whole way. No, 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 like no, 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 no. no, not on a day like this. You could just uh, kind of this, over. After this, I'm sauntering over to the beach, Peg. <laughs> yeah, with well, the lake water temperature is now up to 63 degrees. Um, and if you haven't been down to the lake, particularly in areas where you have the seawall, uh, like down along the lakefront, mm-hmm. um, you'll notice that the lake is eight inches above normal. Oh, yeah. It's pretty high. Uh, and I don't know, Peg is shaking her head because she's up near Highland Park and near the lake a lot. And you see how little beach and shoreline there is, especially when there's a windy day. Yeah. So a lot of beach erosion this past All winter due right. to it's, the fact that we had pretty much zero ice. Uh, so there's less beach for people to enjoy. So those people who are going down to the beach for the first time this weekend or yesterday or today. They're like, wait a minute. There's no place to sit.
5: But there's more water to enjoy.
9: There's more water to enjoy. That's one way of looking at it. And though. I remember... it. It had to have been three
4: weeks ago, maybe as not even longer than a month ago, you were warning people that there was a spot in the lake where the water temperature sure was 39 degrees. Yeah, that was the
9: south buoy. Yeah, the yeah. south buoy is now only 53. So yeah. it's only up 14 degrees over the last, what, three weeks. But right along the shoreline, it's 63. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if you head down to the lake later on this afternoon when the southwest wind has really picked up, the upwelling will actually take the water temperature from 63 probably down to about 55 ah. so because the water oh, yeah. temperature is still fairly shallow and i should say the warm <laughs> water is fairly shallow i wouldn't be surprised by later on this afternoon you go to the lake and you go whoa wait a minute what happened to the 63 yeah, i heard south, about
5: southwest so the wilmette buoy right now is 64 and by later today yeah. it's going to be. watch
9: that yeah it'll probably be down to about 57 that it's
5: would a, be buoy data app
9: yeah yeah or just <laughs> a, you know, the, the national weather service has got all this stuff on there for free it's pretty amazing stuff and you're here on a day that happens to be one of the highlights so far of the year because yeah, Father's Day. <laughs> I, I have we're, yes, we're happy dads Father's to Day. Do, dad, thank you. Dad's get to do everything they want without being nagged. Okay, now I've been thinking about this. Yeah, <laughs> watching golf. Having a beer at 2 in the afternoon. leaving and sketchbook brewing. <laughs> right, right behind us. Okay,
4: yeah. I want a Sunday that's called Zero Population Day dedicated to guys like me, okay, who didn't add extra mouths to feed to the world. Now, when are we going to do that, okay? <laughs> When does Zero Population Day happen? You got Mother's Day, you got Father's Day, you got, pro- I know you got Grandma, Grandpa's Day. What about me? I, that's okay? a good
9: one, yeah. What, what would it say in the card? Nothing. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, but, but speaking of heat, I mean, you played the heat wave song, and, um, you know, yesterday we made it up to 92. Um, a lot of forecasters were thinking 96, 97, but we had thunderstorms come through uh, Friday night, those things actually developed mm-hmm. over east central, actually west central Wisconsin, rolled all the way south. I know Peg got about, I think, an inch and a half of rain in your. your an inch and a quarter, yeah. Yeah, O'Hare Field about an inch. Uh, that puts us up to four inches so far for the month, and since the beginning of May, we're up to 12 inches of rain, a foot wow. of rain. From O'Hare over to Glenview, over to Evanston and Highland Park. Holy that's smoke! A, that's a phenomenal amount yeah. of rain. And I, and I, I still I felt, have
5: standing water in yeah, my yard.
9: Yeah, I, I was down at the beach yesterday, and it was amazing the number of puddles. And you can feel the ground was actually mushy and soft. Mm-hmm. And that that kind of weather actually enhances uh, the humidity because all that all that moisture is now being evapotranspired transpired out of the mm-hmm. ground into the atmosphere. So even without a windy day, which usually lowers the dew point because you mix out the yeah. of moisture. Uh, little, little, you can still get a lot of moisture in the atmosphere. This was kind of the weather that we had prior to the 1995 heat wave. Very wet conditions in the month of May, very wet conditions in the month of June. And we got into the second week of July, and boom, we had three or four days above 100. Nowhere near what we had around here yesterday or today. No, so, no, it's not that,
4: the same. You sent, you sent that reminder. You sent a yeah, link to, to, it, to the Wikipedia entry for the heat wave of 1995. Uh and, and let's let us reiterate this is nothing like that. No but, no, no, no but there are still people who need to be careful on a day like oh, this.
9: Oh yeah, because you gotta remember heat's a cumulative effect. It's actually the number one killer of all weather related uh, weather related events, mainly due to the fact that it goes on for a long period of time. It affects elderly people, it affects people who are who are basically um, you know, suffering from some sort of respiratory illness. I know you were talking mm-hmm. before about the fact they're under an air quality um, alert no, we, today. That wasn't on air, so let's mention that there are parts of the area under an air quality yeah, alert. Yeah, basically all of Cook County in Northwest Indiana, and and this has actually been something that um, has been issued a little bit more frequently by the Illinois Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA. Um, I think more so from a mitigation standpoint. It's not like they're saying the air quality is bad, stop what you're doing. It's more so we've seen buildups of poor air quality due to people doing things that would lead up to it. I still don't think that the air quality is going to be in an unhealthy range today, but I think what they're doing is they're trying to prevent it from happening. Now, there's two schools of thought on that. It's like... Okay, stop drinking, but that's like telling someone who's had three drinks to stop drinking. You, <laughs> you're going to get completely drunk as opposed to, all right, you've had one already. Stop doing what you're doing so you don't get to number two and number three. <laughs> so I think the Air Quality Action Alert is, is something more of a mitigation effort at this point. But bottom line, 92 yesterday yeah. due to the fact that we had not only thunderstorms come through and produce what was called a hybrid lake breeze outflow mm-hmm. boundary mm-hmm. – But we also had storms over on the east side of Lake Michigan yesterday up until about noon, and that actually pushed like a secondary boundary. And once that lake breeze kicked in, you were done for the day as far as getting, you know, high heat. So O'Hare and Midway actually had their highest temperature yesterday between 530 and 630 in the evening when the lake breeze went away and the south wind kicked in. It felt like it yesterday that that it, it got warmer. I mean, yes.
4: Typically, uh, it feels like it gets warmer as the day goes on, but, but this was in the evening. Yeah. It felt like it was the worst
9: right. part of the day. But then so, it
5: got better, um, a
9: little bit. Later. That, not, not for me. Okay. Not, not in at the least city. Close
5: to the lake, it did.
9: Right, right, yeah, close to the lake, it did. So yesterday, we hit <clears throat> officially ninety degrees at three thirty in the afternoon. We hit ninety degrees one minute ago. <laughs> at 10.30 <Uh-oh>. a.m., <laughs> it's 90 degrees right now at O'Hare Field oh, boy. with the dew point of 72. The record high is 96. I'm thinking probably 97, 98 for today. You really think we'll break the record? Yeah, I think we'll break the record, yeah. And on top, okay, of, that, the humidity, okay. and on top of that, the heat index will probably get up well above 105, mainly due to the fact that the dew point temperatures mm-hmm. are fairly high. So this will go down in the books as pretty much a a two-day heat event. I don't like to call two-day heat events heat waves. Yeah, it's hot. That, that's what you get in June. That's what you get in July. Well, you have to it's forget. summer. I mean, right, I, ha-
4: I had summer. to play the song. You no, know, no, no, I, I, I
9: get that. it. I get it. <laughs> but I, 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 just, you know me. I'm, I'm more of a purist when it comes to defining events with terms. What are we going to be doing this again in July and August? Is a heat wave? Does a heat wave? Does a heat wave? It's yeah. not. It's a heat event that people have to take seriously, and you treated that because what happens is the next time you get a five-day event. That's a heat wave. That's mm-hmm. when you have people suffering. That's when you have people dying. This is not going to do anything like that.
4: No. And uh, if we're lucky, we won't have uh, much like this again. And uh, we, But it's, it's still June 17th. Mm-hmm. So, well, well, so yeah, we
9: got a, anyway. a long way to go here.
4: But you yeah. never know. It's, it's so interesting. You could have this, and this might be the hottest day of the year, and then we don't even come close.
9: Yeah, because again, once, you once, never know. The, once the front comes through um, Monday night, we'll get some more warm weather during the day tomorrow. So two nights of uncomfortable weather, which I've lived in many, many places that have not had air conditioning, and you don't have air conditioning, even if the window unit, once yeah. you get outside of that little igloo, which is your bedroom, it's, you're miserable. Um, you, just, you just feel lousy. Uh, but the front will come through Monday night, Tuesday, fairly wet conditions, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, beautiful weather. Mid-70s, wind off the lake, and then next Saturday and Sunday, very very wet conditions again so more than anything right now Mike and Peg I think this summer is kind of becoming categorized we'll call it spring summer as being more so on the wet side very very wet conditions
4: Wow okay that's meteorologist Rick Demile. we're going to have to uh, break here in a second but uh, maybe we should also uh, talk a little bit about the hurricane season because we uh, had category four hurricane bud just last week Oh, uh, right. That's right. right. That Off was the West Coast. Yeah. Yeah. This so. bud's from Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got to throw that in there. Uh, uh, but wait, what's I, in that coffee? I heard, bottle. wait, I drink Corona. <laughs> uh,
9: easy, easy there. Easy. Uh, uh, nice. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was funny. I'm watching this um, the, uh, taco stand down the street set up. And they're they're setting up their 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 salsa their sauces their their burners and off to the right they have their TV set trying to get an angle to get the World Cup and I love it. Oh, there you go. Go uh, Iceland. There yeah. You, yeah, Iceland oh. tied Argentina yesterday. It was uh, great. Wow. Well, I guess you guys are
4: paying more attention. I was watching. Watching golf. I was I was so watching. Was I. I was watching golf as well. <laughs> I was, I was watching Phil Mickelson meltdown. Oh my goodness. Was you know it? what? I think he should be kicked out of the tournament, don't you? I think he should too. Yeah. Actually, okay. And I'm I'm a fan. So there you go. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Rick DeMaio is here. We'll talk more climate and weather when we come back. We're live from the Custer Street Fair in Evanston for another 10 minutes. Hope you uh, stick around for that. This is Treekeeper number 417. Hydrated, loppers sharpened, and reporting that Openlands has Treekeeper summer and fall courses in 2018. Treekeepers are trained volunteers who advocate and care for nature's most majestic plants, trees, around the Chicago area. Trust me, you'll be glad you took the course. The summer course is Tuesdays and Thursdays in Arlington Heights. The fall course is Sundays and Thursdays at Wells Park in Chicago. To learn more, visit openlands.org slash treekeepers.
3: If you're looking to invest in an electrical car or truck, make sure to hire a state-licensed electrical contractor. The installation of that charger will require a permit in most municipalities, so make sure to check the ICC website for a certified contractor at icc.illinois.gov. You can also call DNR Services Unlimited. They've been a licensed electrical contractor since 1992. Visit their website at RestoreTheNorthShore.com or give them a call at 847-998-1687. It'll be easy to find someone
8: cheaper, but a lot harder to find someone better. Let's face it, sometimes we overdo physical activity. That's when to give Dr. Bonnie Flaster a call. Dr. Flaster is a chiropractor who treats back and neck pain, but addresses foot, knee, shoulder, and wrist pain too, all with gentle non-force adjustments. And she'll talk to you about your problems and work with you to devise the best treatment strategy. Find health tips at rivernorthwellness.com. Call Dr. Bonnie Flaster at 312-642-7545 and get back to feeling good.
4: No heat waves involved, just a cool summer wind. Chairman of the board. The summer wind came blowing, came rolling in from across, from across the, sea. the sea. Welcome to karaoke at <laughs> the Custer Street Fair. It lingered, there. It lingered there. He knows all the it words. Touched it your touched your hair, hair and, walked and walked with me. You never know them. what's going to happen oh, on the Mike oh, Novak yeah. show. <laughs> I, I had no idea. You, I am going to go to karaoke night with you. We're going to do that. He may have, have to, a future to, in the to, Frozen to, Robins uh, too. Yeah. Do you? Can you sing bass or tenor? I need uh, uh,
9: yeah, both. Uh,
4: <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Molecki live from the Custer Street Fair in Evanston, uh, Illinois. We're in the home stretch. I saw Richie. Uh, we had a Richie Z sighting here. He was.
5: If yeah, he he headed
4: off somewhere. Yeah, I was going to say if he came back, I'd give him let him do a plug uh, before we. Uh, so yeah. if he shows up again, but Richie Z will be on uh, at noon. Uh, in the meantime, we're talking to Rick DeMaio about. Uh, the, don't call it a heat wave. This is not a heat wave. It's, it's a right. heat event.
9: Right. Um,
4: right No, but I love the fact that you do this and, and even when you talk about climate variability right I, I use that on people all the time now I say uh, when something happens I say no don't think of it as global warming think of it as climate variability well, it just reframes the whole well you know even when,
9: even when I was at at the uh, event last week with uh, Congressman Bill Foster um, and Doug Sisterston and S- Tom Skilling and, Tom Tom and uh, uh, Edie uh, Macra, right 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 and and Doug Sisterston from uh, Argonne We've gotten away from things like global warming. We've gotten away from things like climate change. And we're calling it global climactic distribution disruptions. <laughs> <laughs> because no, <really laughs> delivery saves global warming. It's not warming. Wait, what was
5: that again? The Domino's huh? pizza person says bike delivering saves global warming. Saves us from global warming. Yeah. Well, except except it's not global
9: warming. It's climate variability. Yeah, but, but when those pizzas are hot, well, they sure add to the temperature of the world. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> So cool those pizzas down.
5: <laughs> bike delivery person for Domino's wow, Pizza. Wow, that was like uh. Random. <laughs>
9: yeah. That's why their
5: delivery takes so long? We're
4: all on bike. <laughs> that's, pizza pizza. That was that was a radio bomb there. Okay, it wasn't a photo bomb. It was an audio bomb. Yeah. And uh, then we've
5: got Audrey Fisher giving hey, us a Mike Novak show Facebook page bomb. Get our rain barrels ready for the weekend.
9: Yeah, Uh,
4: yeah, if we're going to have a lot of rain. But go back to what you were saying. What was that phrase you just used?
9: Well, I I, I think we're going more towards um, climate pattern disruptions. Climate pattern disruptions. You got that, Ellie? Yeah, that makes sense. What we're thinking about more so is is how large-scale weather systems, El Niños, La Niñas, things like that, are then altered by the large-scale warming of the earth. And therefore, you end up having these climactic disruptions that go on for two and a half to three months. Mm-hmm. So when you look at place, think place, think of this day in Mumbai, starting in the middle of April and going on for three weeks without any rain. Wow. And then add another 10 degrees onto it. Yeah, that's exactly right. So what happened back in 2018, not 2018, 2015, was you had this massive El Nino. You get very dry conditions, very strong subsidence across Southeast Asia, including the subcontinent of Africa. And you literally go into about a three-week period where you do not get the monsoon. And then on top of that, you have less water, you have massive amounts of fatalities across the areas of India, and that's what we get more concerned about, because then you have to respond to that. And isn't that the job of the United States, is to help other countries, at least that what it used to be like, mm-hmm. you know, in the old way of thinking, which was, you know, a, a, what, a year and six months ago. So that's why I think you can really get into the minds of the students, is to really think about how their, their background is going to help them into the next mm-hmm. 50 to 75 years not whether or not it's, it's 96 today as opposed to 94 and a half. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make people yeah. think differently about about a, a climate disruption.
4: Yeah, I, I, and that's your job. Uh, I, I'm fascinated by that, the idea. How do you take in, an incident like this, like a three-day period, and, 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 and how do you create a, a reference point for moving forward? And also Especially a reference
9: the, point that hasn't happened yet.
4: Right. Yeah. It's hard to do. Yes, it is. But you get to, as you say, talk about things that happen in Mumbai and things that happened in 2015 and say, hey, we've seen this before in a different way. Here's how we apply it.
9: Right. And then now with these with these new uh, tariffs that President Trump has declared on China, and some of that is going to be on soybeans and corn on the way back, when if we get into some sort of climate disruption, which we're coming out of our huge drought uh, that has been going on in Brazil for the last year and a half, uh-huh. if we have a disruption in soybeans here in the United States, what is that going to do to the overall price of things? It's going to hurt the little person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what we think about, more so long-term and large-scale. And that's hard to do for a student just trying to get through a three-credit class.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it yes. is. And and they're taking it because they think it's an easy three credits. Oh, no, they, no, no. <laughs> well, if they go online, they'll know that it, uh, yeah, it's yeah. a little more challenging oh, R- that. Rick DeMaio is a hanging judge. He's a... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, getting back to, to temperatures, yep. uh, I'm, I'm hearing uh, reports, not just you, but other people saying, you know, uh, we're seeing a ramp up of hurricanes, the warmer waters, meaning uh, more intense storms, uh, stronger winds, uh, slower
9: yeah, hurricanes. Yeah, yeah I, I think like let's that. Let's key in on two things here. Um, the, the jury is still out on whether or not we have more storms, okay? The jury is not. I did not say more though. True, uh-huh. they're more intense. They're developing earlier. For instance, we've had two already. Hurric- we have had two hurricanes already in the Eastern Pacific, um, Aleta and then Bud, which actually ramped up to a Category Four. Mm-hmm. That scared the heck out of a lot of people in Baja California. And that southern tip of Mexico, like, wait a minute, Category 4, it's only the first week of June. But this is what happens when you get a much, much larger area of warmer water. You tend to get these storms develop a little bit sooner. In the other part of your, of your um, discussion, Mike, about storms moving slower... It's this, this more meridional flow of the atmosphere, in other words, more north-south, mm-hmm. that's allowing these storms to move more northward as opposed to east-west. Ah. So because of that, the storms are moving slower. Okay. They have more chance of developing more heavy rain. And obviously, like we saw with Sandy and Hurricane Harvey, those are going to be the characteristics of the superstorms when they begin to die off, mm-hmm. not when they begin to develop.
4: Ah. All right. Well, let's. Uh, we're 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 going to be running out of time here. I know Kevin. The uh, he's speaking of hanging judges. He's just looking at us, going, you, "You're going to have to get out of here." Uh, uh, oh, okay. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Good. Uh, let's uh, let's do a forecast here, because then I want to
9: thank all the folks who have made this possible. So what have we got coming up this week, Rick? So, so 96 is the record for today. We'll probably get to about 97 or 98. So we'll break the record. This will be the hottest Father's Day ever. Um heated next probably about 105 to 110. Overnight low, only down about 80 in the city. Hmm. So very uncomfortable tonight. 90 to 95 tomorrow, but then big thunderstorms hit tomorrow night. We cool off and stay wet on Tuesday, probably low to mid 80s, and then relatively comfortable weather Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Wind off the lake, mid 70s, right along the lakefront, and then it looks like another wet pattern uh, developing for uh, next Saturday and Sunday. Remember last week I said mm-hmm. in some places of the Midwest we may not we may have a half a foot of rain. Yeah, remember I said that? Yep. Just yep. west of Rockford, Wednesday night, six inches of rain. Wow. In a very very small area. Very smooth. Mayo so, nails it once uh, again. Uh, again, so again, very, very uh, small areas of very, very high precipitation. So far, since the 1st of May, we've had 12 inches of rain at O'Hare. That's a phenomenal amount of rain. And and
5: probably and, more in my backyard. Well, probably and, more in things backyard. Right typical
9: yeah. annual rainfall is 36
4: inches wow. or thereabouts. So we're like at one third for just that. <laughs> that
9: short one period. third for six weeks. That's a lot.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Rick DeMayo. I want to thank all the other folks that uh, were on the show today. Tom Klitsky. Uh, From nature's perspective, uh, I want to thank our crew. Uh, We've got Sonar. We've got Kevin. We've we've got
5: Randall back at the studio. Randall
4: back at the studio. We've got Ellie
5: tweeting away.
4: Ellie finally had enough sense to get out of the sun. Thank you, (laughs) Ellie, for doing that.
5: (laughs) Uh, Thanks for our walk-bys. Yeah. Tomorrow, 1140 a.m., Channel 7, ABC 7 segment, Chicago Excellence in Gardening Awards. Mike's I'm talking to native yeah. plants. Awesome. Next be, Saturday, Midwest Pond and Society.
4: It's on there, uh, midday news, uh, okay. 11, 11 40. I'll so, uh, with yeah. Tracy Butler. Um, and uh, we want everybody to come by we we've, we've got uh, yeah we've got a couple more shows here today Richie Z Chicago History and Automotive Heaven we got playtime with Bill Turk and Carrie Kendall it's all happening here at the Custer Street Fair spin, spin the Wheel Win a Prize Yeah we got sweat and, and
9: make whack. make America
4: green again <laughs> Exactly green that's what he said All right so uh, until uh, next Sunday go green or go home oh,
5: you didn't miss much. <laughs>